Welcome back to What You'll Learn. My name is Adam Ashton. My name is Adam Jones. Today we are doing a book by Gary Vaynerchuk, Crushing It. How great entrepreneurs build their businesses and influence and how you can too. Man, so we did Crush It. This is one of our early episodes in probably October, November 2016. This is a bit of a follow-up, Crushing It. Mm. And uh, very popular at the moment. Number one bestseller. Gary Vaynerchuk is very popular. Yep. When I first came across him, I was in that category where I actually absolutely hated him. Mate, you hated him. I I tried to get you on him and you just hated him. Started watching some of his shit. I really enjoy it. He's very motivational with some of his stuff. Maybe just... Mate, I reckon after, after a year... Within a two-week period, you sent me a message of just, you just converted and you said he's got the best content in the world. Yeah, I think I was just over the top, maybe for the best in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good book though, man. There's a lot of gold in there. Some uh, gold in here, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, there's, it's in two parts. Part one, I, I like. Part two, I dislike. Mm. Yeah, so we are in a really unique shit. time and that's, I guess, his hypothesis. You yeah. Know, so right now, there'll be kids out there playing video games and then when they... As they're growing up, there'll be parents telling them, you know, go stop playing your video games, go and study. But these kids right now, we live in a time where these they can actually make a living off, you know, playing games on YouTube. Yeah, exactly, man. It's, esports is becoming massive. And it's not the only thing either. So as a super quick background on Gary, so he started this, his dad was a wine seller. He made this online video channel, which got him massive. Um, now he's got, you know, a daily... Uh, Daily V, where he documents himself on video. He's got his Vayner Media, which is a uh, you know international media agency. He's doing his podcast. He's doing a whole bunch of shit basically. But he says that I'm working more than ever. I'm having more of an impact than ever. But I'm happier than ever. And yeah. so that's it. That he's saying that crushing it. You're going to work bloody hard, but. If you're doing the right thing, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, and his whole vibe is all about finding whatever your passion is and then finding a way to monetize it using some of these new tools that are out today or not really new anymore, mm. like YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and becoming an influencer and getting getting paid yeah. that way. Yeah, for sure, man. So, it's good stuff, man. So, the part one of the book, yes, it was getting pumped. Yeah. The path is all yours. Chapter one, the path is all yours. Uh, and I like it that he's, he's saying that, you know, in the past, if you want to write a book, you had to get approved by a publisher if you want to go on tv you had to be approved by a producer but now you're saying there's no gatekeepers anymore there's no middleman the internet is the only middleman and the only person stopping you is you if you want to make a video make a video chuck it up on youtube if you want to write a book you know write a bunch of blog posts chuck it up it's there Mm. there's no one stopping you except for you yeah that's it so in the past would be nbc abc and cbs these you know big news agencies He's saying you can make your own kind of news agency, mm. get rid of the middleman, and now you can use Snapchat, Insta, Facebook, and so forth. So he's got some interesting facts here, like YouTube daily viewership is close to 1.25 billion hours a day. Jesus. One in every five minutes spent on your mobile is on Facebook. That's crazy. Every minute, 65,900 videos are posted to Insta of photos <laughs> or videos. And over 3 billion snaps are created every day on Snapchat. So if you look around right now, a lot of our attention is... On our phones, you know, people walking down the street through the city, they're not even looking up, talking to people, looking around. They're yeah. not just moping, looking at their phones. <laughs> yeah. And there might be, as negative as it might be, there are opportunities there if you wanted to follow your passion and follow like, the crushing it kind of vibe that Gary's putting out. Yeah. So he says that <coughs> stardom is no longer limited to the most beautiful or the most telegenic uh, among us. The field is open to many, many, many more players. He says that personal branding is, is for everyone and mm. that anyone who wants to put in the work and eat shit for a long time, 
then he says that the sacrifice is going to be worth it. Yeah, it's always about eating shit for, yeah. for Gary. That's Gary it. loves eating shit. And that's just the... <laughs> uh, I take it eating shit is not, is not literal but metaphorical and that it's just mm. early on, you're going to put stuff out and no one's going to care, no one's going to see it, no one's going to give anything to you and that's the eating shit period until you become good. And that's what I like about this book more than the first one. The first one didn't really talk about how much of a... A struggle or yeah. slog it's going to be in between where you are now and cashing in on your passion. Yes. In this book, he says, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he There's focuses a lot, a lot on the shit. Mate, he says it, okay, if you've got a thousand followers, an entry-level Instagram, you've got a thousand followers, by posting twice a week, you could earn $5,000 a year. And if you've got 10,000, you could earn $20,000 a year posting twice a week. Yeah. I don't know, man. Do <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say you can't do it. Gary says you can. Gary said you can, so we'll just, so we'll just trust him for the moment. Yeah. So start of the he talks Gary. a lot about <laughs> a lot about the old crush it book. So he draws on all these principles yeah. about what things still matter in yes. today, ten years later. Yeah. So he's got seven plus one. So he's got eight eight things that you still need to do well and to crush it. So the first one you need is intent. So he says that the the how matters as in how you do what you do, but he says the why matters just as much and maybe even more. So if you're one of the ones who are 49% selfish and 51% altruistic with your intent, you're going to be able to break out. Kind of arbitrary, those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, you need to have a commitment to service, a desire to provide value and a love of teaching. Yeah, Matt, they are arbitrary. I think he's just saying you need to be slightly more altruistic than selfish in that everything you do is either going to be altruistic or selfish and that you're going to help others or you're going to help yourself. Gary always talks about, you know, most people are 80% selfish. Yeah, or even, yeah, more. 99% <laughs> in some <laughs> cases. Uh, he says that, I promise you that getting into this game for the gold is the quickest path to long-term failure. So if your intent is to just go out and make as much money as quickly as you can, it's not going to work out in the long term yeah. and probably not in the, it might work in the short term, in the very, very short term, but probably not even then. Yeah, you'll be absolutely cooked early because it's very likely the first six months, as he says, you're going to eat shit. Yeah. If your intent is just to help out and it isn't the primary motivation to make money, then you'll be yeah. able to slog through the, the dip. So yeah, to speak. Ex- exactly, man. If, you're, if your goal is to just simply make money from the first day and when you get that first taste of shit, you're going to give up. So you need to be more altruistic than selfish. The second one is authenticity. Nice. And he says that the more authentic you are, the more willing uh, people are going to be to forgive your inevitable mistakes and stumbles. So if you put on this facade that you're perfect and you're the the big dog, as soon as people get a taste that you're not, you're gone. Whereas if you're true and authentic, then people are going to take that on board and forgive you for when you fuck up. Yeah, let your mistakes out. You know, put, yeah. leave your shitty episodes up. Yeah, <laughs> there's plenty of shitty episodes on this. <laughs> what you will learn. <laughs> but yeah, and when you disrespect your customer, and you are the one social media post away from having your whole business tumble down. So yes. if you if you think your your customer is going to be a dumbass and you try and trick them with selling them shit they don't need or whatever, you know, assume that they're smart and they're yeah. clever enough to see through your bullshit. Exactly. Number three is passion. And that Gary says, I know many people working in jobs that make him heaps of money who are unhappy, but I don't know anyone who works around their passion every day who isn't loving life. Mm. It's good stuff. Yeah. So he says, that, you know, there's no point trying to be an entrepreneur without passion. You know, he says that it can't just be another job. You can't just trade in your job for this business, which is feels like another job. It has to be something more. Yeah. He says it has to be your calling. And again, which probably contradicts our book from last week. So good, <laughs> they can't ignore you. That's it. <laughs> and again, it comes down to you're going to eat shit. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so passion is going to make it worth it when you're just like slogging yeah. away at that 
That's smelly stuff. Mate, to eat shit whilst you're doing your passion is much easier than to eat shit. Because, well, you hate yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, you hate it. Next one is patience. <laughs> Mate, so I just saw in my notes I've got eat shit for as long as you have to. <laughs> Mate, it's in every single section, man. <laughs> did we just add that in? Or did no, I'm sure that... Mate, I've got it in quotation marks. I'm sure you said that direct quote. But Many basically he says that as, with patience, um, <laughs> there's no reason to start acting special until you actually have something to show for it. And he says even when you do have something to show for it, don't act special either because think, people think you're a fucking wanker. Yeah. Absolutely. So basically, you need patience. You need to eat shit for as long as you can. And when you get to something good, don't act like a flog yeah. either. Put yourself last for the first X amount of years. Yeah. And then once you reach your business goals, you know, after maybe five, 10 years, who knows, then yeah. you can start living it up and yeah. know, cashing out. <laughs> Mate, so number five is speed, which is in uh, direct contradiction to patience. But he says that patience is for long-term and speed is for short-term. Mm. So when something new comes up where people's attention might be going, you got to be quick enough to be able to try new platforms and try new things and iterate and test stuff out. And then, but also have that, that long-term vision of where you're going. Yeah. So have that long-term patience with that short-term speed of you need to be constantly in do mode. You need to be doing stuff every single day and doing it, you know, quickly. Mate, I think the, the, the eating shit will come in the next one. As well. <laughs> the next one is work. Uh, yep. Definitely got to eat a lot of shit. <laughs> Mate, he says that when you first start out, there's no time for leisure if you want to crush it. And this is the, this is the part I liked. He says that, you know, if you work nine to five, you've only got one chance to crush it and that's to work from you know get home and chill for a bit but then from 7 p.m to 2 a.m every night monday through friday and then all day saturday all day sunday is a time where you have to work and yeah. work hard every minute you're not on your your primary obligations might be your work or hanging with your family or your friends who are like family yeah. you're going to be working on crushing it and that's distributing content engaging with your community you've built or engaging in some kind of business development yeah so even when you go take a shit <laughs> Don't relax. You got to eat shit whilst taking shit, and that's that might be when you're doing a, a tweet for the day, or that might yeah. be when you're messaging someone important. Yeah, love it. So you got to always be doing things, and you know what? I I really like this part as well. He says that you know, Gary says that you got to work you know all night and then all day Saturday, all day Sunday, which doesn't leave time for much else, if anything else. And he says, look, maybe you want to volunteer for for two hours at the animal shelter on a sunday morning or maybe you want to go to the movies with your mates on a wednesday night or you want to watch a tv show or you want to go play a game or whatever he says that's that's fine and it probably makes you a better you know more rounded person you'll probably enjoy your life at that point in time more but he says you've got to admit to yourself and accept that your ambitions are humbler than you originally thought so you've got to accept that by doing that you're not going to be a billionaire by doing that you're not going to be number one most famous person in the world in your area yeah so he said it's all fine but you got to realize that the two choices is you got to either work all the time or you got to realize that you're not going to be at the top yeah if you got big goals you got to put in the effort yeah. into it man it's tough to hear but i think it's important for everyone to hear one sure. thing he says here which is is very similar he says crushing it follows the law of thermodynamics whatever energy you put into something it will manifest in equal amounts when it comes out yeah I'm not a big... <laughs> Mate, it's probably not uh, completely applicable, is it? But it's I not think very it's... consistent with a lot of the books we've done. If <laughs> you're just sense. putting energy into something, doesn't mean it's going to be great. Yeah, exactly. In my opinion. Remember that, carries, the so. difference between uh, activity and productivity, between efficiency and Yeah, activity doesn't mean effectiveness at all. Yeah. The next one was attention. So you've got to know where the eyeballs are going. So you said that a key skill, if you want to be this influencer, is knowing which platforms people are on and knowing which... 
attention is underpriced and underappreciated at that point in time, and that's where you've got to go hard at. Yeah, he says people always underestimate the new thing, like from mm. internet to the social networks. Yeah. He's always talking about Alexa, which we'll get into later in the book as well. Whatever the new thing is, people always underpriced, so it's worth probably spending a bit of time and being quick getting on those platforms. And that's what he says. You can't become so comfortable in one platform that you just ignore anything else that comes next. So if you were the number one dude on MySpace and you thought, no, nah, MySpace is where it's at, I don't need to bother going on Facebook or Instagram, yep. then you're gone. As, keep, so you've got to always be looking out for what's coming next and where people are going. Totally. Yeah, keep experimenting, which we're kind of are doing now. So yeah. We're on now on YouTube and yeah, Twitter exactly, Live man. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love it. And what was the eighth, man? Mate, so the eighth essential... Con- uh, the eighth... <laughs> <laughs> what's the Content. Eighth? <laughs> Content. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Man, it gets its own chapter. The other seven were all in one chapter. This is a standalone chapter. Yeah, it probably should. He says, so a lot of people when they make content, they'll make one piece and then they'll distribute it across all platforms. Yeah. But he says there's no way around it. You're going to make and craft your content to suit whatever platform you're putting it out on. Yeah, exactly. And that's what he said that a lot of people misinterpreted in Crush It or maybe he wasn't clear enough in Crush It whereas people thought, cool, I'll write one blog post and I'll share that blog post on every single social media platform I've got. Whereas Gary's saying you need to make native content, which is specific, targeted, micro content towards that specific platform. Yeah. So you do your one big chunk of work, which might be a podcast, it might be a video, it might be a blog post, and splinter off smaller pieces onto each different network that is yeah requires different things. Yeah. So you, obviously your Snapchat is going to be entirely different to your to your LinkedIn, which is yeah. going to be different to your Twitter. Yeah, exactly. And so forth. So it can be in the same kind of theme, but just make sure they're all different. Yeah, man. The other thing he talks a lot about in terms of content is document, don't create. So he says, if you've got more passion than expertise at this point, don't think you have to act like the big dog that knows everything. You're the expert, so you have to teach everyone everything. He's saying that if you've got a lot of passion, not much expertise, then document the journey that you're going on that people can learn from as well. And I guess that's probably a lot of people's biggest excuse of procrastination is they're waiting to one day be perfect. He's saying, don't wait until you be perfect. Just start the process now and then even though you suck in a year's time you can point people to to how far you've grown from the very start exactly and he says that in the past we had to fake it till we make it because we had to impress the publisher we had to impress the hollywood producer we had to produce a record company whereas now he's saying that you don't need to do it anymore no one's stopping you from putting it up so put up your early early stuff as early and as often as you can Mm. and he says that don't Try and be perfectionist because there's no such thing. You just need to put a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, he says, let your audience meet your cranky uncle. Let them see what you're eating for lunch. Let them follow <laughs> as you slog it out through you know, the work you hate at the moment before you quit your job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mate, chapter four, what's Still stopping you? you mate. <laughs> Good. Yeah, and Gary says that you know, talking to thousands of people every year, be that through social media or through live talks or whatever, he gets a whole bunch of excuses and he lists, he lists like 40 different excuses. You know, I've got a full-time job. I don't have any money. I've got kids. I don't have any time. My industry has got strict rules. My parents don't get it. My family is holding back. All these excuses and all this bullshit um, that people say is stopping them. And he says that they range from bullshit through to, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> the range of ridiculous excuses people give him. Yeah. One of the biggest ones that everyone thinks is it is fear of failure and that's what most people think they're afraid of. But what he says people are actually afraid of is the fear of being judged by someone's opinion who, who matters to them. Exactly. And man. when you're doing a lot of this kind of online social media kind of content, 
I think that definitely makes a lot of sense because when you do when you do put stuff out there, your first Facebook live, that's the scariest part is being judged by all the people exactly. about to knock you down for trying to do something. Exactly, man. And that's what he, he says that people aren't actually scared to fail. They're just scared for people to see them failing yeah. more so than anything else. And then he says, you need to just realize that your opinion is the only one that matters. You need to be the sole judge and jury in that if there's people in your circle that think you're a flog for trying this stuff, then maybe cut them out. Yeah, get rid of them, cut them. Yeah. Just go for it, crush it. Yeah, exactly, man. So part two of the book? Uh, mate, I think we've got a few more fears. Oh, oh. you just had... So you basically boiled down all those fears. You said... Number, so number one was fear of failure, which you, you just sort of demarked. Number two was fear of wasting time. And then he said that, you know, if you're under 35, that's bullshit. And then he says that... People are scared of wasting time even though the time is not valuable. So he's saying it's not like if people are scared, oh, I might invest 100 hours in trying to build this business and it doesn't work. But he says those 100 hours were probably going to be spent watching watching Game Stranger Things, Game of Thrones, watching TV Survivor. anyway. That's No, <laughs> nah, that's valuable. But <laughs> other shows that aren't valuable. Um, Survivor is not valuable. <laughs> mate, it's super valuable. And <laughs> mate, the number three fear was fear of seeming vain. He says... Everyone might think you're an arsehole, but he says everyone's an arsehole until they become a pioneer. Yeah. So, again, forget about that. Yeah, that's what I my, my biggest criticism that Gary was back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> so point. And, mate, chapter five, the only thing you need to give yourself in order to crush it. Permission. Permission. Nice. That's <laughs> so, all you need. Mate, so part one I liked. Part two goes into specific platforms, and he goes through about 10 different specific platforms. Um, yeah, and I, I, I personally really like this part. Yeah, man. See, I don't. The reason I don't like it is, is he says this content changes every six months. Mm. So I feel like, why is it in a book that's going to last forever uh, if it's not perennial? It's not going to be around in six months' time. In six yeah. months, fifty percent of this content is going to be out of date. Mm. So that's why I don't like it. Bad for book sales. Good for podcast if you're listening now and you're in the first six months yeah it's good for now mate maybe it's good for book sales because now then he has to do an updated version every six months (laughs) one of the biggest things he's got in chapter seven is get discovered yeah so he's got two two strategies and one strategy is a smart use of hashtags and he says that that's a strategy that requires an unbelievably long grind Mm. and a lot of eating shit (laughs) <laughs> like everything like exactly like number two which yeah. does require even more of that stuff is that stinky stuff but direct uh, which is direct messaging a lot of people so you get a direct message offer a lot of value and in return you're going to get their attention yeah long grind as well and so that's the thing is you, you don't just message people asking for stuff you gotta message people offering something valuable and most people are selfish in their DMs again. Yeah. Oh, exactly, man. You got to be that what fifty-one percent, mate. Yeah, I, don't reckon, I reckon I've got in my own personal DMs. I've only had maybe one out of a hundred that wasn't selfish. Yeah. From random. Oh, for so sure, man. Yeah, for sure. You definitely reply back when you when it's something. Not <laughs> if it's selfish. something good, yeah, mate. And so that's basically he says across all platforms, the the things you need is hashtags and direct messaging. Yeah. In order to get discovered, and he says uh, the first thing you need to do before anything else is to make a Facebook business page, which I was surprised to hear because I thought Facebook was dying. But he says that you need that just as the as the home base. He's essentially. absolutely huge on Facebook. I think he's mates with Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, oh, oh, he mate, claims he it. Idol- he idolizes Zuck. <laughs> I reckon he idolizes Zuck. He'd say, "Oh, fuck." Quite <laughs> <laughs> well, possibly, yeah. but basically, he loves Zuck. He thinks Zuck is literally the the god of yep. all things entrepreneurship and, and business. So I think that's why he uh, thinks Facebook. Never is under- always- underestimate 
Never under, yeah, never underestimate Zuck, never underestimate Facebook. Yeah, which we'll go into a bit bit more detail in, in a later chapter as well. Yeah. So right now he goes through all the different platforms. It might be huge and the, and like a 101 and like a 201 kind of teaching on, on how to approach it. Yeah. And the first one of these is one called Musical.ly. Yeah, I've never heard of it, man. Musical.ly. I think it's, yeah, musically and where it's, it started off as like you do 15 second lip sync videos, but now it's broadened out where people put up original music, comedy skits and mini education videos. Yeah. So the, the demographics here, like those young 10 to 15 year olds, yeah. which a lot of people don't really put much time in. Yeah. But if you look at it from Gary's perspective, if you're playing the real long game, those 10 to 15 year olds, they're going to grow up to be the next group of 18 to 25 year old entrepreneurs. So it's worth putting a lot of energy into them right now. Exactly, man. The next one is uh, Snapchat. And he says there's 173 million users every day who on average visit 18 times a day. So it's a hell of a lot, man. 18 times a day. Yeah. He says there's 10 billion video views every day and 3 billion snaps are put up every day. Yeah. And one of the biggest reasons Snapchat is killing at the moment is a lot of teens do not want to be hanging out where their parents hang out. Yeah. And they also want to lock their room from their parents. Yeah, exactly, man. Mate, they recently had an update, Snapchat, where it was they went too far towards a selfish where it was uh, better for advertisers and they've received massive, massive, massive backlash. Oh, really? A How lot recent of was that? Two or three weeks ago. Um, and yeah, so obviously that's, so that's like January, 2018 mm. and people are, yeah, massive backlash. And I think they actually reversed it and they said, we're going to go back to the, the old one. So Snapchat pretty much shot themselves in the foot there. Yeah. And where Snapchat's a little bit different to the others. So with Twitter, you're expected to be insightful and clever with Facebook. You show off your families and your vacations and your hot girlfriend on Instagram, you build relationships <laughs> through images and short videos. But with Snapchat, you throw away all your throwaway content, all yeah. the little bullshit stuff. But it's not you don't just put shit up. Basically, you say it's like behind-the-scenes stuff that isn't the high-filtered stuff that you know, you're putting this special frame around your Instagram to make sure it's perfect, where Snapchat is raw behind-the-scenes sort of stuff. Mm. And just quickly on one of the only tactics that I thought was of good value here was you got to, for, to grow your Snapchat account, you got to draw awareness from all, all of your other channels. Yeah, I agree, mate. mate but some of his we'll examples for Snapchat was shit. <laughs> <laughs> mate, so some of the things he said was, was three ways you can collaborate. One, he says, write multiple blog posts about social oh. media so that news outlets quote you as a Snapchat expert. <laughs> I'm not buying that for one second. Me the second one was buy Google AdWords. When people search for who should I follow on Snapchat, you buy for that for three to four bucks or whatever and, yeah. then, they, and then they find you that way. You put the top 10 people to follow and put yourself as number one. Yeah. <laughs> nah. I don't know if you get ROI on that. Matt, I'm calling, I'm so calling he, bullshit he, on both of those. We should mention, like, when he, he didn't write this book, he kind of dictated to someone who else and, and yeah. they wrote the book. Yeah. So I reckon he had these throwaway lines like that and it somehow just got through the editing <laughs> process. Mate, quite possibly. Mate, so he says that one, the final good thing about Snapchat is that there's two ways of marketing essentially. One is conversion-based short-term sales and then the other is long-term branding and marketing and which is where Snapchat's good, where you practice that long-term branding and marketing. Yeah, good stuff. The second he talks about or sorry the third one he talks about is Twitter so Twitter's been around for a fair while but he says that people still aren't using it effectively mostly it's trolls people hijacking stuff and just yelling their opinion essentially yeah but he says you gotta do a bit better than that and and he says that Twitter is actually disproportionately the place where people will actually listen in that people messaging getting so many direct messages on Instagram 
that are probably from your, you know, 15 to 18 year old girls, whereas Twitter is seen as slightly, there's probably less people on there, but probably seen as slightly uh, more intelligent, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's huge volume on Twitter. So there's all this chatter and everyone's just pumping out so much stuff. So it's hard to break out as a, as a Twitter kind of personality or a Twitter star. But every now and then you might have that one post that does, does have the ability to go absolutely viral and be tweeted. And that's the thing because of the retweets is so uh, effective on, on Twitter. And then if you get one or two big puppers with you know tens of thousands of followers that retweet it and a whole bunch of little people that retweet it as well, then it mm-hmm. can spread a lot easier than, say, a photo on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's a slow process and you guess it. <laughs> you know what's for lunch. <laughs> Wait, the next one? Next one, YouTube. Yeah. And so he says that he says that, you know, it's hard to it's here that I believe it is possible to change a life faster than anywhere else. And then he says that over the last hundred years, video stars significantly outperform financially than stars in every other medium. So he says, you know, movie and TV stars are much bigger than radio stars and authors. Yeah. And so he says that now YouTube people are going to be bigger than, than Hollywood. Or, yeah. So in the next 10 years' time, the people in Hollywood are going to be nowhere near as big as the YouTube and the Instagrammers and, yeah. and so forth. Again, he talks about Facebook in this chapter, how Facebook is investing big time into video and they're actually yeah. going to be competing with YouTube. So YouTube has got a lot of work to do as well. Mate, Google's pretty massive. Facebook's pretty massive. It'll be interesting to see who... Who wins out? Yeah, and he's got a lot of tactics and strategies here, which I guess we won't, we don't need to go into them all. But for video optimization, you get to have good titles, descriptions need to be keyword optimized. You get to have tags, great thumbnails, and so forth. Yeah, so if you're going to be a YouTube star, read those two pages of the best best shit. I'd say, yep. mate. The, the 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 thing I thought was best was he said, "Don't be another dreamer who puts up eight or ten episodes, gets trolled, gets ignored, gets discouraged, and takes the channel down. You got to give yourself a fair chance to succeed." Yeah, and I think he, uh, and he a lot of shit along the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for Gary when he made his wine library TV, so he, yeah, he built a whole wine business on the back of a YouTube channel. Yeah, but I think it was up until sixtieth episode, no one was watching or listening. He was copping yeah. shit, and then he just started slowly talking faster and become more aggressive, and then tweaking his content, and then yeah. he kind of exploded. He gave himself that chance to succeed by doing a lot, seeing what worked, what didn't work, and kept but kept going was the yeah. most important thing. So the next one he drills right down into is Facebook. Yeah, 2 billion monthly active users, which is a, a hell of a lot. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So if you're going to build a brand, you need to have a, a good Facebook page because it's an absolute must. Where the other ones are kind of optional, this one is you got no choice. Yeah, he says that Facebook offers the best ad targeting product that he's ever seen and that you can target people so specifically um, based on demographics and even psychographics. It is true. And that's probably where we were, mean you were critical mm. about Facebook is the organic search is kind of dropped off. Like yes. Years ago, you can make something organic, yeah. which is free to distribute. Now you have to pay for every post to yeah. get it seen. But at the same time, like a $13 boost, you can get over 2,600 impressions. Yeah. It's a very small amount. Your content can go a very long way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Again, if you learn to do it right, then that's great. Yeah. It's good stuff. And he says Facebook Live is the next big thing. So you're going to be pumping onto that, which which we are as well. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, anything more on Facebook? No, that's it, bro. Next is Instagram. Yeah. Which is also owned by Facebook. Mate, at the time when Facebook bought Instagram for a billion, uh, most of most of the financial analysts said that was ridiculously overpriced, but Gary said it was an absolute steal. Yeah. And now it's worth, I don't know, what, 50 or 70 billion or something. So I, yeah. I just made that up. <laughs> but a lot more than 1 billion. We'll, we'll say it's 50 or 70 billion. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's our show, mate. We can say what we want. <laughs> we say what we want. But again, it's going to take a lot of work and yeah. and every moment, every single spare moment you got, you're going to be DMing people. Yeah, he's just a DM's where it's at. Exactly. And only a small fraction of those are going to respond. But if you put off, off enough volume and hard work, yeah. you're going to go. And I think he's got the dollar eighty strategy, yeah. which is very drill is a very good tactic in this regard so jump onto that if you want to yeah nice which is you go to the top 10 hashtags in your area find the top nine posts and give you two cents on each of those on 10 of each of those yeah Yeah, so it's like 180 like 90 posts all up a lot of work a lot of work every day every day every moment almost yeah the next one he goes into his podcast yes uh but he says so he says here that podcasts are good in that People aren't as comfortable on camera or in written form, but they're probably most comfortable in audio, just talking shit. Mm. But uh, and he says the other good thing is that podcasts sell time. So watching a video is a full commitment of your time, whereas listening to a podcast, you can be doing other things. You can be washing the dishes, you can be gardening, cooking, doing your work on the way to work, and still listen to podcasts. So it's free inserted content. Yeah, yeah. and it's an absolute trend. So in this hype speed world, we're multitasking is absolutely mm. huge. So if you can actually get two things done at the same time, then you're onto a winner. So he says the tough thing though is that it's so hard to be found and there's so few original ways to get discovered by randoms essentially and then you need to promote it through other means. Mm. It's all about collaboration he talks about. Yeah. Yeah. The next, which is pretty exciting, I thought, is voice first. Yeah. And so he talks about Alexa skills, uh, Alexa briefings, but he talks about... Uh, what's the stat? I think he said on... Google, in the last 12 months, 20% of searches have been by voice. So people uh, through their phone asking Google to search for them rather than them typing it in themselves. Yeah, that's going to be an absolute trend. So if you say with Google maybe, I don't know, 15 years ago, you wanted to be the first one when someone Googles in yep. and Googles say what's the whatever your business might be, you yep. want to be the first up there. So right now, there's a lot of land to be grabbed in whatever your business is because when they do the voice search for yeah. what pizza's in the area or whatever, you want to be the first that comes up and then you can you can crush it. Yeah, nice. So true, man. So um, Alexa Skills, uh, which is Amazon's, thing so they've got skills and briefings and so say for example say skills he says make sure you keep your content super brief super short don't just copy paste your podcast onto alexa skills Um, make it as high quality as possible and he says you've got no room for error because it's so easy to delete one of your skills you just tell alexa delete this guy yeah so you've got no room to be annoying no room to be too long or low quality so you've got to be fucking top notch from the start Mm. yeah it's good stuff so five years from now he says the moment will be gone so you get to jump in now and it goes back to that principle of being quick and you get to play offense all the time, no matter what. So when these new things come out, always jump on it and experiment with it. And if you wind up playing defense, then you're going to get cooked pretty quick. Yeah, exactly, man. Mate, he says some things on the horizon. He's got his eye on AR, VR, AI, some other things called Marco Polo, After School, Anchor. So he's always looking for the next platforms. And he says that you've got to remember, in conclusion here, you've got to remember you're not trading your day job for an easier life because there's nothing easy about becoming an entrepreneur or an influencer. What you're trading is for a different life. And he says that you can get more flexibility and more fun if you're crushing it. Yeah, so you've got to go for it. Matt, I don't like the book. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a fan. I liked crushing it. Uh, I liked crush it more than crushing it. Yeah. It's one of those, like, so a lot of our podcasts will say, go out and buy the book to learn yeah, more. Yeah. In a book like this, I'd say, we 
extracted all the gold from it. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'd say you'd learn more from listening to his keynotes on his podcast exactly. and from reading this book. If you're going to read this book, read it in the first half of 2018 and drill down on your specific platform. If you're listening to this in the second half of 2018 or beyond, I think it's 80% out of date. Yeah. <laughs> so, so forget about it. <laughs> yeah. And his content online is pretty cool. Yeah, he's, really got, cool. he's, I reckon he's got plenty of good his, shit. I like his, his shit for sure, man. They're really good to listen to. Much better than this book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me, much better than his first book, Crush Yeah, it. you liked it more, yeah? Yeah. It's just because it's a lot more realistic about the hard work that's involved with a lot of these things. True. Um, he kind of, I feel like Crush it, you kind of just sold what you wanted to hear. That you just can just go out, quit your job, do these follow eight easy steps, and then yeah. you just be living your passion. Yeah. And he, what I don't like about whole Gary's spiel is he kind of talks about how you can go out there, and if you're passionate about the Smurfs, you can make a <laughs> podcast about it. You can get hundred thousand downloads per month. You make for the, the podcast. You can make an Instagram account or whatever. And just because you're passionate about it, mm. and if you try and crush it, you'll make money. Yeah. But in reality, there probably isn't a whole market out there <laughs> who give a fuck about the Smurfs. Exactly, man. Mate. <laughs> so uh, it's dangerous I'd, in I'd that agree, regard, man. Mate, and uh, there will be no interview this week. Um, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> mate, Is that re- why you're dirty, man? Mate, I reckon I sent probably 40 emails plus Insta plus Twitter plus LinkedIn just spamming Gary and his team just tr- to try to get him on <laughs> for a month. Got no, absolutely no response, which is fair enough for them, mate. There was one post he put up on Twitter. He asked, oh, who's enjoying crushing it? And I commented like, mate, I'm halfway through, but I'm so far significantly underwhelmed. (laughs) And he replied (laughs) to that one. That was the one and only thing he replied to. (laughs) So so the moral of the story, if you want to get to Gary, just give him shit. (laughs) And he'll reply. (laughs) But don't troll him. He'll block us. He's probably blocked me. He's probably blocked us already, man. Yeah, let's, Should we let's crush get it? Hopefully, crush our song it. doesn't uh, like degrade. A lot of our songs just degrade to puss. So <laughs> no, that's not Crushing it, Gary Vaynerchuk style. Crush, 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 Is the fear of wasting time Isn't that fear of seeming vain Only need to give yourself one thing To crush it That's permission Give yourself that permission And crush, crush, crush Gary Vayne The Vayne The Vayne junkies Vayne motherfucker Is full of shit in many ways Oh, but he says You need to be patient, patient 